I feel like my six-year-old is just now, she's, she doesn't understand completely. And she took the iPad and she goes, oh my God, Ariel Charnitz, Ariel Charnitz, I love following you. Can I take a picture? And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, what did you just say to me? Where did you oh, hear that? And she was like, it's just like what people say to you. Oh my God. Hi, I'm Ariel Charnas, and this is In-House, my podcast about all the happenings in my life. Whether it's fashion, entrepreneurship, marriage, or mom life, you'll hear it all right here on In-House. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of In-House with me, Ariel Charnas. For today's guest, I am looking forward to talking to a fellow blogger turned entrepreneur plus mother, Sivan Isla. Savan began her blog in 2011 with the mission to share a realistic approach to everyday luxury. With an unfiltered voice, you'll learn how to do your makeup, cook a healthy dinner, shake up a killer cocktail, decorate your home on a tight budget, travel the world with a buzz, and style your same jeans 50 ways. Savan is now the owner and designer of her own swimwear brand, Tan Lines, and tanning products at Lux Unfiltered. She lives in San Diego with her husband, Paul, and her two kids, her daughter, Capri, and her son, Walker. Welcome to the podcast. So nice to meet you. You as well. How's it going? Good. I'm really excited for everyone to, and myself, to get to know you a little better. So should we just start off with telling us a little bit about yourself and your career? Sure. So I started as a lifestyle influencer. I've been doing that for about 10 years. And I'm sure, as you know, the natural progression is just what's next yeah. and kind of creating longevity in the career. And for me, there was that need. But then I also felt like there was a need in the market for what I created, which is a self-tanner. And I don't want to go into the whole spiel just because I get really salesy with it, trying <laughs> to like explain it to people. But essentially, I wanted a product that I felt didn't exist and I could create. And then obviously, I had this built-in platform that I knew... I could tell people, direct them where to achieve like my color, essentially. So that's my brand, Lux Unfiltered. And we specialize in self-tanning, but we've expanded into luxury body care as well. So now... That's amazing. Yeah, like our range is expanding and it's just become really fun for me to kind of like hit all these different categories that people like really look to me with trust. So we've expanded into candles and like some hand soap, body creams, etc. So that's been really, really fun. And then I also... Um, I have a brand that's called Tan Lines, and we do swim that's like for moms, but also for minis. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's obviously I have two kids. So that was, you know, a, that's done from a need. I was shopping for my kids and found that there was nothing that was my style necessarily. Right. So I thought, you know, let's just create it. So that was that. And we do a little bit of um, loungewear and activewear as well. And that's just been kind of an extension of my personal right. lifestyle. I obviously live in California and I have a very casual lifestyle. I dress casually and to me, just good basics with fun pops of color and prints is like my style. So we just went for it and did that as well. How did you get into blogging? Like, how did you start? What did you do something before? So for me, blogging was a hobby. Like I started it when I was working in downtown LA in the fashion district and I had zero followers. It was like my mom, my boyfriend was reading it. It was just absolutely nothing. And I really didn't start it to make a career out of it or make money or anything. And it just naturally grew when I was getting married. And right. I feel like that type of content just wasn't 
really that prevalent on Instagram yet. Instagram was still kind of new when I started. So I felt like I kind of hit this like niche market of people interested in destination weddings. Right. And from there, I started gaining a little bit of traction. And I just took that opportunity and really just ran with it and try to keep everyone engaged and interested. And But what I realized is people just wanted to see like my real life and they weren't super interested in like anything really glamorous yeah. or you know, like less aspirational, more like relatable. And I you know that's super common today. So I feel like social media is definitely not the same. Yeah. But when I started, it wasn't as common to see someone just showing like the real life shit. And that's kind of what helped me grow. So did you ever were you ever posting fashion or was it right off the bat just like wedding content? Um, I did a little bit. I kind of did a little of everything, which is why I always say lifestyle, because I felt like, okay, I'm a blogger now. Let me show my outfits. And yeah. then people were interested in the wedding. So then I kind of shifted gears to weddings. I was showing like what I cook. I've shown my house, my dogs. And I just noticed like what they were gravitating towards. Yeah, exactly. People just wanted to see everything like the pillow in the background, the dog, the my husband walking around. So I was like, okay, this is a lifestyle. This isn't just like one category. Yeah. So it's more fun that way, I think. I totally feel that. I feel like there was a moment there was there's always a moment for a blogger where they realize that that's what your followers want to see is more, yeah. you know, real inside behind the scenes of, you know, your actual life, which, you know, yeah. I don't think any of us really started it for or I mean, I don't know. I can't speak for anyone else. Yeah, but like yeah. I didn't start it thinking like I'm going to start a blog and an Instagram to show my life. It was more just for fa- like fashion for me. Right. No, I mean, and obviously I've been following you for years. So I feel like I understand like from a follower's perspective, like it's more interesting in a way to see like a relatable scenario. Like I know you have kids and seeing that it's just kind of like there's something about that that you can't like fake. You connect. Yes. That's why I feel like I, I love even if I don't follow the person or I don't like necessarily care about, you know, their lifestyle. Like I love reading Q and A's. I don't know why. Mm, I just feel like it just, it's so personal. Like you just get to know, it just interests me so much. I like it too. I feel like you get a little bit more vulnerable too in a Q and A. Like it's kind of your moment to be like, I'm not put on the spot. I had a minute to think about it. Yeah. I enjoy it too. It's so true. So what was your experience like starting a brand or starting your own brand? Was it scary? Was it something that you like always pictured doing or it just kind of came to you like while you were posting and seeing what, you know? Yeah, it was definitely not always in like the goals. But I think as I like kind of progressed with social media, I realized like I wanted to create something. Um, And it was definitely very scary. Uh, We are self-funded, still are. So it's me and my husband. He used to be an entertainment attorney. And so he was doing this like on the side after work. Yeah. So it was, it was very hard. So is he working with you full time? Yes. So now. Oh, wow. Yeah. He, he left his firm to, as an attorney to be in house with us and he's a co-founder. So people always want to know like what he's doing. (laughs) I'm like, well, he (laughs) co-founded. So he doesn't like work for me. We're 50, 50, but yeah, he's basically because we had a baby and he left his like super consistent, stable job to come and like take a chance on this unknown business. Wow. It's a big jump. Yeah, huge risk. But I'm also the type that like, like I said, like if I know I'm passionate about something and it feels right, like I don't need to be convinced. So to convince him, who's like the polar opposite of me, I was like, 
quit your job. Like you cannot do this while you're being an attorney. It's impossible. So he did. Eventually we launched just the two of us from our home, super small operation. And it took about a year and a half for us to make our first hire. We're still a super small team. We're seven employees, but it was a very scary moment where we realized like we have a lot on the line. We had a new baby. So we were like, we're just going for it, but definitely worth it worked out for the best. And we couldn't be happier now to have like the flexibility and the lifestyle we love and moved to San Diego. We were in LA, moved to San Diego. And we just feel like everything's falling into place. Like the lifestyle I always envision having as a mom and an entrepreneur is just coming together so nicely. And so I always like love to remind my husband, like, enjoy it. (laughs) Don't just be a workhorse. Right. But yeah, it was scary. Like launching the brand was for sure scary. Even now with every single product launch, the night before my nerves are going, I'm like, what if no one wants it? And what if no one buys it? What if it flops? Like, There's always those fears. Yeah. But it's, it's you know, knock on wood. Everything yeah. goes really smoothly and, and well, so I can't complain. How is it working with your husband? Is it like, do you guys fight? Like, how does that, how, like, yes. I can't imagine working with my husband. <laughs> yes. It's definitely hard. So I I love to tell people this story because I feel like there was one and only time in my entire relationship with him where I thought like this might be the end. Yeah. Because I was like, now I see why people say it's so hard. I can understand like how you realize like there's a whole different person that comes out when you're in a work mode than when you're in, you know, like everyday mode. So we were really battling in the beginning and he came from this like structured attorney background and I'm like this one woman show blogger, fashion, creative, like I'm not set the same way that he is. Right. So we were fighting a lot. We ended up, you know, we're doing a lot of trial and error boundaries, getting an outside office and hiring some employees to maybe, you know, keep it a little bit more <laughs> respectful in the office. Right. But we still have our moments now. And it's mostly me trying to like, just have him relax a little bit. He's so driven and, and reliable and responsible. And he's so passionate about the business as well that sometimes I'm like, you need to like chill out and enjoy what we've built versus just constantly feeling the need to work. And I always joke, I'm like, I'm half retired. Like I'm living the life over here and you're just like carrying everything <laughs> for me, but which is not true, right. but that's just like how I make the point to him that like, you know, we're good. it's okay to enjoy yeah. yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not easy. It's definitely a constant work in progress. I got to check myself. I have a fiery personality. <laughs> so, when's your birthday? November. I'm a Scorpio. Oh. Yeah. And what's he? He's a Pisces. Oh. And he basically like reminds me a lot of my mom, where he's always like lecturing me and like threatening me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm being talked to like a child. Like, I'm like, I'm, I'm not your child. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Always telling me to check my attitude. Oh watch my God. how I'm talking. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of that. Where are you? Are your parents and his parents in San Diego with you? No. So they're all in LA. Oh, um, nice. You would think that they live here though, because they come they're pretty much there. every weekend. Always here. It's nice, but it's also like a little suffocating. Like yeah. we're like, we moved away and, and you're still here. Get a break. <laughs> are you yes. guys the only ones with grandkids though? Sibling wise? Yes, that's why. Yes. Yes. I know. Has that changed for you Big now that time. your sisters have babies? Yeah. Big time. And yeah. same with my si- <laughs> like my sisters used to always be here with my kids and now it's everyone has their own which is yes. nice. It, it's really nice. Do you, are you enjoying that or do you feel like kind of like I pers- I I'm very close with my in-laws and my parents, but 
my in-laws live literally on the same block as me, two, two buildings down. Okay. <laughs> and I actually prefer like when they're around because they're both kind of like now with, you know, other grandkids, they're kind of, you know, they'll come for 20 minutes and just like have like yes. a nice time and then they leave. Whereas like they used to be like, we'll stay over and like watch them so you can go. Like, it's not like that anymore, <laughs> which I really miss. But yeah, in the beginning, it was definitely overwhelming. It was a overboard. Lot. Yeah. I felt the same way. And yeah, my sisters are younger by a lot. Like they're seven, eight years younger. So I oh, feel like wow. we've got you a time. Minute. I have a lot of time, which I am very grateful that they're all here to right. help. Obviously, they'll be here in the drop of a hat if I need somebody. But like you just said, sometimes I'm like, just like want to like, okay, yeah, I get it. I just want to do things with my family and like not feel like it's a production. How old are your kids? Uh, one and a half and four. Oh, wow. Yeah. See, like my like my oldest is like because she had all this attention the first like few years of her life she's uh-huh. obsessed with being with the family 24 7 yeah so yeah. like even if I like want to break she's like when uh-huh. are we seeing them when can we go be with nanny and pa-? like she like I loves know. which is so nice I mean it's it's amazing but but yeah I feel that though I'm the same way our first daughter like still even with my boy I always laugh I'm like he's chopped liver next to her oh, everyone no. is so obsessed with her which I love I'm so grateful yeah. but I'm like this little baby needs love and she had three <laughs> years on her own yeah yeah exactly I know the so second it, one always <laughs> the second one always I like felt in the beginning it was like that where like I was like guys I I had another child like, yeah. someone pay attention to her and now that she's like four she's four now yeah, she gets like so much, and then and then it becomes yeah. a third, and you're like, right, okay, right, in a few years, right. people will pay attention to her. But well, and then you too, like, no, no one cares about me. It's like get out of the way. If I'm I even try to like kids. say something about myself, my mother in law is like, I don't care about you. Where's the kid? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. yeah. I'm like, I know. Okay, same. I'm like, oh yeah. So can we go back? To, I want to, I want to learn about where you came up with the names for, for your brands. Oh yeah. So Lux Unfiltered actually stemmed from my blog. So I always said that my like Is that what it was called? It wasn't. It was always just my name, Sivan Ala, but okay. my like I had like a tagline that was Lux Unfiltered, which stood for attainable luxury in an unfiltered voice. And that was just me saying oh, cool. Yeah, like how to make your life great, you know, but keeping it real. And so those two words just kind of came together for me and I liked the sound of it and I felt like it just really um, portrayed everything I wanted the brand to relay as well. Like you can have this like luxurious, beautiful, natural glow and you can still be you and you're not right. covering up, you know, yourself. So that was that. And then tan lines was just truly something I pulled out of my ass, but I loved it because <laughs> it represented the, you know, like the category of swim. And I felt like I personally love tan lines. I feel like they're sexy and it just means you've been on vacation or it's summertime, yeah. you know, a good a sign that. of good times. Yeah. yeah. So tan lines just stem from that. Where do you get the inspiration for your swimsuits? Um, mostly just what I personally am loving at the moment, which is yeah. why I always say like that brand is actually like a true extension of me. Um, it's what I'm feeling at the moment. If I'm inspired by something, I kind of like turn it into a collection somehow um, Lux and right. definitely has like its own identity, I feel away from me. So I enjoy that because I feel like I'm working on two completely separate brands because they are, but mostly also because the branding is just so different. Which is your favorite? Sw- like if you had to pick one, which swimsuit is your absolute favorite that you can't take off? 
my favorite is the Fiji bottom, which is like a high leg, regular like bikini bottom. And then our we have what a top called Mykonos. It's like a triangle that ties on the shoulders. And that's just like my classic. It's our bestseller. It's my favorite. Constantly repeat that one because I feel like it's just so flattering. And I'm like short. I'm 5'3", and it just makes me look super tall. It right. just elongates the body. It's like covered, but not too covered. I feel like it's like the perfect in between. Yeah, it is. I, it, that's a great bottom. Thank you. Thank you. So what have been some of the unique challenges with creating body care? Huh. Unique <laughs> challenges. I mean, there's a lot. I feel like pretty much every single month I'm hit with some sort of like big obstacle yeah. and um, you know, it's not things you like ever really talk to people about, but like, you know, things like trademark infringement and raw ingredients being, you know, low because of a pandemic. Yeah. You know, like things like that, that you're just like, it's just the ugly, like truth of running a business. Beauty is hard because it's, you know, it's supposed to be somewhat universal, but it's almost like it can't be. So it's a lot of testing. It's a lot of you know, getting feedback from my followers on Instagram. That's always been a great resource. But I mean, yeah, unique challenges. There's so many. I can't even like think of one specific because I, I do feel like every other day it's something new. You know, people knocking off your branding. That's always fun. You know, the list goes on. I know. It's intense. Yeah. I know. If you, this is a loaded question. If you had to like pick one lesson that you've learned along the way that has really been very important of starting a business that's been super important what would it be one lesson that's a really hard one too I know (laughs) I don't know if this is a lesson but just more so something that I've learned over the course of starting this business and like being in it for so many years is now that I'm a mom I feel like I know how to manage my time more efficiently I feel like you know, coming down to like what your priorities are and managing your time has just been so valuable for me as a business owner and a mom, because, you know, those two hand in hand can be obviously so much as you know. Um, But I just think that like having the, like prioritizing the right thing and also bringing in people that know more than you to not only take things to the next level, but to relieve you of a little bit. Yep. You know, it kind of like all meld into like one big, like, Like it all works together to the same goal, but essentially, yeah, like prioritizing time management and hiring people that are better than you. Yeah, that's I feel like I would say that the second part as well is just that letting go of things that you're not really that good at. So you could focus on the things you're good at and let people who, you know, really know what they're doing take over those things. How do you feel about sharing your kids on social media? I feel like for the most part, I'm comfortable with it. I clearly use my brain. I'm not going to share where they go to school. I'm not going to do things like that. I don't ever post, you know, things that are going to put us in a dangerous situation. But I feel that right now as kids, like, there's nothing that I feel I'm doing that's inappropriate in my eyes. Um, I think when they get a little bit older and maybe a little bit more aware of what's going on, like, that social media exists, I might be a little bit more guarded because... I just feel like it plays such a big factor in their development and their personality, their self-esteem. I don't want that to become a factor for them. They already have so much going on emotionally as kids that I don't need to add to that. But right now I feel comfortable sharing my kids. I feel like it's sweet moments and it's part of like what I do it for a living. 
So they're used to being documented even for my own personal use. Yeah. And to them taking a photo, like, yes, I've kind of created monsters where they love it. <laughs> like they know what to do. They'll yeah. smile. They'll act silly. But I hope that they will always let me document them. But I don't think I'll always share everything. Right. And I don't share everything. You know, there's tons of private moments that just don't go on social media. But I know that this is like, like a big topic and I can completely respect and understand the side of like not showing them at all, not letting them, you know, not forcing them to do it. But I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I know my kids' personalities and I feel like they wouldn't be offended by what I'm sharing. Yeah. So does your four-year-old, do you think, does she understand anything or like about what you do or she I don't think she really understands she thinks that I'm the owner of Lux Unfiltered that's what she tells me all the time so I'm like okay we can go with that that's completely (laughs) accurate but not the only thing right but she does sort of know that like mommy uses her phone a lot to film so she has her little pretend phones and I will see her in the kitchen like propping her phone up yeah and like cutting things and I'm like oh my god (laughs) that is hilarious It's really cute. And I don't really know what she's thinking she's doing. Sometimes I ask her and sometimes she'll be like, oh, I'm just FaceTiming. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) So So, like she doesn't understand like where it goes after you film. No, no, no. But she does sometimes like film herself. She's like rolling the towels in the kitchen and she's like, hold on, I'm filming. And I'm like, that is so funny (laughs) and cute. I can't. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really adorable. So I don't feel like she knows that people are watching. So I think that's fine. Right. I feel like my six-year-old is just now, she, she doesn't understand completely. She understands, but like, you know, she started, I, I this is the first time I'm actually sharing this story. I haven't even told my husband. I think he might have heard it once, but she started recently, like, taking her, like, iPad because she likes to film herself playing with her toys just uh-huh. like on her camera. She doesn't like it doesn't go anywhere. All right. Because she loves watching kids YouTube and like these like little kids opening like LOL dolls. And, that. and she took the iPad and she goes, oh, my God, Ariel Charnas, Ariel Charnas. I love following you. Can I take a picture? And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, what did you just say to me? And she's like, oh she's like. Ariel Charnet. I go, why are you calling me that? Where did you hear that? And she was like, it's just like what people say to you. And I'm like, oh, oh my, my God, that's God. like not okay. I'm oh like, that's my- so weird. So I, I feel like she she understands that now, like, because that has been happening since she was a, a baby, not as much anymore. Yeah, but yeah. like when she was a baby, people used to do that all the time. Not a baby, yeah. up until, you know, now. But she, I think she understands now that people come up to me and say, they love. Fo- I don't think she knows what following me means, though. Right. Like she knows right, what following yeah. means, but not like Instagram. So, right, but I do right. feel like just now at six years old, she's starting to understand. Like, I take a picture and then I share it with like our friends and family. Like, I don't think she understands like uh-huh. people we don't know. Right. You right. know, like the landscape of Instagram. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah. They just like see my four year old. No chance. She would understand. She wouldn't even uh-huh. think twice about it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think most kids do, but I mean, I do wonder, like, at what point do you start? Do they? I know. I don't know. Yeah. The whole thing is just so bizarre. I think the longer I could keep her, like, out of the loop with Uh that, the better. The better, for sure. Especially, like, growing up in New York City, I feel like kids here, like, grow up very fast. So Mm -hmm. I do, you know, 
I really, I, it's going to be hard with, you know, her friends and kids in school, but I would love to try to right. keep her like off of social media as long as possible. I know that scares me the most. I think with kids in general, like for, forget like what we do for a living. Yeah. I think like them on their own, like they're naturally going to know about all these things. And it just scares me so much. I know <laughs> it's really the only thing we could do is just set them up so that they feel like they could trust you. Um, mm-hmm. and feel like open to telling you anything and everything. Yes. Like that's all. Yes. Like I will just make sure my kids always feel super loved and safe with me so that like anytime they're doing something, they're like open to sharing it with me, you know? Exactly. I hate this question, but I'm going to ask it because I feel like it's interesting to hear what people say. How do you balance work and motherhood? <laughs> I feel like truly the only way I do it is there's there's two contributing factors. One is obviously I have a full-time nanny. So Monday through Friday, I can go to work and I'm not stressed. The kids are in good hands. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got a good system with that. And then, you know, I feel like I get my time with the kids before and after work, before bed and all that. And obviously the weekends. And then the other thing is like, I feel like my strong suit with just me in general, like being a like a self-employed person is that I've always known how to prioritize my time and what I'm going to focus on the most. And for me, I've always felt that, you know, my business, my family, my home cooking, like those are like my top four priorities. And so I just always make a point to divvy up my time equally among all those things. Yeah. And then anything else that doesn't fit in those equation in that equation or doesn't fall into priority, it just doesn't get my attention. And right. You know, sometimes that means my social life is non-existent. Sometimes that means that, you know, I'm not really going to many like blogger events, but I feel like once I have sight of what my priorities are, I don't let any of those kind of fall between the cracks. And I feel like that's how I can manage all of it at the same time. Right. That's a good answer. For everyone out there that want to follow your life and your brands, where should they go? Um, you can follow me personally on Instagram. It's Sivan Ayla, just my name. And then my brands are Lux Unfiltered and Shop Tan Lines. And that's the same as same handle as the website. Well, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. Of course. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Of course. And thank you to all the listeners out there. You could reach out to us with any questions about the podcast or who you want us to bring on next. Just DM us on Instagram at Something Navy and we'll see you next week. That's a wrap for today's episode of In-House. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more thoughtful discussions and amazing guests. Make sure you follow on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. And of course, Follow me at Ariel Charnis and at Something Navy. See you next week.